Welcome, sports fans, to the latest SNM production of the Sunday Night Sports Nerd Show. It is the most absurd 90 minutes of anything to smack talk and a whole lot more. Every Sunday night, the sports nerd joins forces with three charismatic co-hosts who are a select group of sports nerds with attitude, but known in nerd nation as the Red Pack. We are far the most loudmouth smack talking nerds around, coming at you with some sick rips and rants, which may be just enough to make you pee your pants. So listen up, nerd nation. Let's rise and welcome the legend himself. He is the founder, he is the host, and he is the star of the Sports Nerd Show. Coming to you live, straight out of Lakeland, Florida, Scott, the Sports Nerd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Nerds. I am your host, Scott, the Sports Nerd, right? And along with my co host, Elliot Big E Lamba. Uh, soon to join us, Mr. Bill's Mafia member, John G. Olson. And Ken, how about them Cowboys, Coslo? We will discuss the week that was in the world of sports, specifically the NFL. And we are live each and every Sunday night on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. And when it's working, on the blockchain, courtesy of Vim.tv. If you miss a live broadcast, you can watch your replays on Spotify, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and on the blockchain via Peak D, wherever you get your podcasts. Gentlemen, and welcome to another Sunday, week five in the NFL. Um, you. There's John. And joining us, John Go. Well, he's probably, he probably, he's hey, hey, he's not in the truck. <laughs> Uh-oh. John, hey, shortly. Yeah, um, that should tell you how well I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yes, yes. Like He's I had choices. Right? I, I have back. choices, but I'm. You know what? No, man. You know, I ride or die, man. Okay. Oh right. no, we'll ride or die. Man. I ride or die. Hey, Cleveland didn't lose because they didn't play. Hey, I'm 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 just sitting here stressed for you today, guys. Because I'm on a bye week, so I got. I don't have to worry about the Browns. What losing. is this you got going on? You like that, John? Wow, you Santa, like Santa Claus. Ho ho ho! Uh, you even got a haircut go. to go with it. Yes, I got a new haircut. Yeah. Well, cut well, hair? I don't know what having hair is like, but cool. You know who cut my hair? <laughs> That's amazing. Elliot cut my hair. He came up here last Did he? week. Cut my wow. hair. Wow. Very nice. Yes. Did he give you a fade or no? No. no. He didn't want one. He didn't <laughs> want one. Hey, come on. Fade will make you look 10 years younger, dude. He wanted uh, a no, the cut. beard makes you look 10 years older, but that's okay. All right. But like, yeah, it's finally taken me 50 years, but it's come in finally. I like where, where I like it. Oh, so. Okay, before we start, oh, I got to ask a go. question. Okay. Raise your hand if you've ever had a mullet. <laughs> okay. I had one in grade seven and eight. Man, I didn't know what it was. Like, <laughs> I had one for about. Two days, I think. I think the solar I system Yes, I mean, I, I did. I did come to come come of age in the eighties, Ken. So yeah, <laughs> you know, the mall that was was big and popular. I even had parachute pants when I went in the eighties. So. Oh man, nice. That's impressive. Oh. That's impressive. Yeah. Yep. So you know, you know, in the eighties was big hair. It was the big hair decade. I even had a mm -hmm. of big hair. And in the nineties, I actually had a perm. Wow. And what wow. I got when I got my driver's license with that haircut with my glasses, I okay. look like Weird Al Yankovic. I'm just saying. Easy. Where's Scott Ryan now? Where's Scott? So anyway. No. Wow. All right, here we are, week five. Um my heartfelt condolences goes out to Mr. John G. Olson and his 
disappointing loss today uh, against the Jacksonville dude, Jaguars. I, you know what? I might be the only dude in Bills Mafia that is kind of like, meh. Like, I mean, it, I'm more upset with the fact that Matt Milano is done for the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Rather than the, the loss. Like, the, like, first of all, anyone that thinks Jacksonville's like a lousy team is smoking something. They're right. really good. Like Calvin Ridley is off the ringer fast. I mean, Calvin like, Ridley oh had a day today, man. He was he was just freaking uh, off the chain today. ET, ETN had a day today. Hey, too, ETN too. Really? I mean, well, the reason he could run is because Daquan Jones. So Daquan Jones was our run stuffer who was having an amazing year, and Matt Milano is like the best linebacker in the league. Sorry, well, he's your quarterback else. on the defense. And you lost for Davis. And you lost Tre'Davious White last week. And we lost Tre'Davious White. So here comes the injuries, right? So we've yep. lost three starters probably for the rest of the year i mean we don't know about daquan but like milano's done so to be brutally honest with you the defense played okay after all of that decimated it wasn't that wasn't the issue the issue was when josh throws a pass and it hits the guy in the chest and he, and he it. doesn't secure it and it drops those when are just guys, when, when did you guys get Kadarius tony Exactly right. Like I mean, that's what it feels like. So, like, I I truly believe they they need like I I'm not worried necessarily. Like corner is kind of a you know corner is such a weird position to play, yeah. man. Yeah. So, like, I think they need to go offense and just just shove it down people's throat, man. Like just just beat them with points. Like the the defense well, will be fine. So, I I heard. To the effect that they didn't arrive in London until like Friday. Friday. Yeah. Why would they wait so long? Why wouldn't they go like Tuesday or Wednesday? Metrics guys made that decision. The the sports metrics and management and analytics guys said this would be their peak performance if they got there on Friday. Are you like really? All they kept talking about was that they looked like they were playing on jet lag. Seventy-two hours, man. I mean. It, it, they arrived 51 hours before kickoff. 51 hours right. before kickoff. Yep. That's insanity. And and let's, like Jacksonville's been there for like two weeks. Yeah. So, let's, let's let's hit the time difference. There's five hours time difference between yeah. Eastern time and British time. time. Yeah. And so that that makes a big difference. I've oh, been there six times. Well, it's it's six like, hours for me. It's kind of it, like it makes a West big Coast, difference. It's kind of like the West Coast teams when they travel east. Right? Yeah. They they just don't play the same because the the their clock is ten yeah. in the morning. That's that's you three know? hours difference. Now double that because yeah. you, you're you're flying all the way across the Atlantic and it's the, the jet lag hangs around and it uh, yeah it can affect you. I would I don't think any yeah. doubt about it. They fly over at, you know at the early at the latest Wednesday. Just to yes. Right. As soon as they played that Miami game, they should have been prepping to leave. They should have been right. the Why, why sit around? What to see the beautiful scenery of Western New York? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like get on the plane and go. Like, so, go go see Buckingham Palace. Go see. You think they might have been a over from the victory against Miami? Well, dude, I was listening to the, I was listening to the post game call in show, and. Like you'd you'd think they lost the Super Bowl with the like the the radio host is like kind of like me. He's like it's it's October eighth. It's week yeah. five. Right. Jacksonville's not a slouch. We no. were playing on like you said fifty one hours mm-hmm. of being in a different continent. 
We decimated with injuries last week with Trey White, now Milano, and Daquan Jones. Yep. It's not the end of the world, man. You skip like five time zones when you head out there. Yeah, it is. No, it's 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 whatever. <laughs> That's why I'm like, yeah, it sucks. It did. I'm again more concerned with the fact they lost Milano than the yeah. loss. Like the loss is the long you know, term. The you're still three and two. Yeah, but was it, is his ACL or what? He broke his leg. Broke his leg. Okay, so I didn't going know. For oh, MRI games, so I didn't need to do anything. Yeah, and they they are going for testing for so if it's a, if it's his knee plus the ACL or not ACL or whatever MCL ACL whatever. Yeah. That's a season ender. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's yeah. total. And then Daquan Jones, it's a peck, and you know pecs take forever to heal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's done. So that's our two best defenders are literally gone for the year. So now this guy. In your house, John, just to give you a heads up, that's Maddie. That's Maddie. Who? The Facebook user in chat. That's Matt. Oh, Who's Matt that? Wallace knows. Yeah, him. Matt Wallace. Matt, yeah. reconnect your account to to, to reach Good. Me. Yes, Lions. Please. I'm. They're my NFC team. Go Lions. Lions well, actually, no, I mean, the 49ers I, I, are because I'm CMC till I die. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Lions are just going crazy. Lions are great, man. Jared Goff uh-huh. is playing out of his mind, and I love it. Uh, I'm here for it. Yeah. Today is why I picked him to win the NFC. So. Mm. Or, well, there's a lot. There's a long way to go before they, they before I think they're going to win the NFC. I think they're a lock for the North. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, they're a lock for the North the, the North title. Yes, no I agree. The title, yes, but I mean, there's too many good teams there right now. I mean, you got Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and, and San Francisco, plus Dallas that Detroit has to go through. Those are three better teams I feel than Detroit. But Detroit's got planning. I mean, Dan Campbell's got these guys playing way out of their league. It's just amazing how he's got these guys playing. Well, not necessarily because they have good defense. I mean, uh, Carolina scored a garbage time touchdown at the end. They were down forty-two to seventeen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so their offense is clicking. Um, their running game is good with Montgomery. Now they got Jamison Williams back. They even they even scored forty-two points without Amon Ross St. Brown. Correct. I'll tell you right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they're pretty much a good all-around team. Whether they're on the level of San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas, you know that. We shall see. That remains to be seen because they play Dallas at the end of the season, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas. Like week 16, 17, 15, 16, yeah. somewhere there. Yeah. So that's, again, I, I see them as a lock in that north. Um, the most yeah, because embarrassing. The other three teams in the division I don't think can beat Detroit. I really don't. But I bet you that on the contrary, John's like probably a little despondent about the Milano situation and the and the and the other guy. But I bet you on the flip side, he's pretty happy about what's been happening to the New England Patriots. That's oh, great. <laughs> I mean, they've great. lost their last two games were like forty-seven to three total, I think, or something like that. They've lost by sixty-nine great. points combined. Yeah, it's great. Three three points over the last two weeks. Yes, fantastic. Three. Let Good. me repeat that. Three points. Belichick was out of his mind. Right Seventy-two now. to three in the last. <laughs> I'm here for it. The only bad thing, apparently, the Jets won. Did they beat the Broncos? They did. Yeah, right? they did. They Thirty-one twenty. So, so that sucks. So you know, New York is thinking they were going to. So gonna... Nathaniel Hackett gets his revenge on Sean Payton. So you know. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the Jets held the. I mean, that the Giants held the Dolphins to thirty-seven points. Well, the Giants are just. Dude, all I know is what, what do we got? We got we got the Giants coming into town next week. Mm-hmm. So I'm for that. 
Yeah, the Giants are the Giants are a shit show. Well, well the only problem is if, if if Daniel Jones is done and they start Tyrod Taylor, I don't want Tyrod back in Buffalo. Like, I don't want him near Buffalo. Don't come near here, please, because we all love Tyrod. And yeah, because Jones got hurt today. Jones got, yeah. Jones got hurt. I'm not sure it's serious, but it's he left well, the game. That could be a blessing in disguise if he's injured because he's been playing like shit. Doo doo, doo doo. It's mm. great. I love it. Is there any game still going on, or are they all? No, games are all final. So all we got now is the game. There's only one left. Today. The burn game left. But um, what what Chicago did Thursday night? They kind of looked like a, an actual team against Washington. Yeah, I know, right? Forty points. Forty points. Yeah. Fields looked good. And they did it on the road against the Commanders. You've been playing pretty well, so I mean that was. Well, a good, I, 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 let's take a time out there. The Commanders had allowed. And, and I think there was there's a site on, on Facebook, a, a page called Fantasy Football Stardom Sitem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the guys on there was like, should I start uh, the Commanders or the Lions? And I'm like, you better start the Lions because the Commanders are giving up at least 33 points a game the last three games. Yeah. And then one of the guys was like, oh, well, it's Thursday. Nobody scores a lot of Thursday. Blah, blah, blah. I go, how, how, how long did that last on the shelf? <laughs> what was the shelf life on that statement? Because they gave up 40 this time. You know, so Washington's defense is not doing them any favors. And the only reason one is because they beat Denver and Arizona. That's not a measure. That's a measuring stick for what? Mm-hmm. There are some XFL teams that can beat Denver and Arizona. Exactly. I mean, Arizona made Burrow and Chase look like Burrow and Chase again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Burrow looked good today. He didn't look like didn't look. He was suffering on that on that calf of his. I mean, he, again, he was running. He was running the football. He was he threw and he threw a bomb to Chase. It's um, Arizona for a touchdown today, and he and he you know, was kicking off that that wanna, that calf. I, I want to see what they do against Baltimore or Cleveland or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody formidable. Not Arizona. Arizona, I mean, they hang around, but they looked awful today. Cincinnati just destroyed them. So. But well, yeah, it was, it was a close game up until the fourth quarter in that in that game. I mean, Arizona was was hanging tight with them, but they made a couple of mistakes that allowed Cincinnati to get in the end zone a couple of times, including the pick six in the in the red zone. Okay, but for the most part, Arizona hang, hung tight with them. So I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a total blowout. But again, Cincinnati came up and found a way to find a way to win that game. I don't I don't I don't buy that Arizona wasn't playing them tough. They were playing them tough. Um, and again, Philadelphia beats the Rams, but the Rams were hanging around today all day too against Philadelphia. So I mean, and Minnesota put up a pretty pretty good showing against KC despite losing that game because they were they were going toe-to-toe with KC too. So but um you know I don't I mean my, my, my big question here is and I said it to, to to Kenny how in the hell is Pittsburgh still winning fucking football games? How in the that hell is Baltimore is a, blowing football games the way they did that team <laughs> is horrendous? That means Pittsburgh's offense is so bad, it's not it's their defense that keeps them in the game. Yeah, yeah, 
And then if they get one turn, because look, the game turned on that safety. Yes. Okay. The block, the kid, the, the pump, the pump block safety. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's where the game turned. Because after that, Pittsburgh got the field, and then the the, the bomb to, to Pickens. Yeah, that that bomb to Pickens was was a. I mean, that's that's a fluke for Kenny Pickett because he's not that good a quarterback. He really is. But I mean, it was ten three the entire game until yeah. until the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> and. Pittsburgh's defense held them. I mean, they only scored 10 points. And this is a team that's supposed to have a formidable offense, but I still don't think they have good enough receivers to make a difference. Well, I'm looking at that, yeah. I'm looking at that division. Of course, I, I always look at the division because it's my division, but it, that whole division is up for grabs, man. It is. Really no clear, it is up for grabs. There is really no clear leader in that division because they're Not all the on moment, the same no. level. The waters are muddied right now in that division. Yes. But did you see that drop by uh, Bateman in the end zone? No. Yeah. He had a ball right there in his hands, and he freaking dropped it. It was a touchdown. Mm. Okay. Again, the receiver, I think Odell got hurt again. Yes, he did. Okay. Mm. So it's Odell, Bateman, Zay Flowers. He, he still doesn't have a touchdown in five games. He gets a few yards here and there, and then their running game is not anything to write home about either. Gus Edwards. Yeah, they really don't. Have, they really don't have a Bill Cow running back, do they? Mm-hmm. So this thing about Justice Hill ain't it? No. Lamar Jackson said he was going to throw for six thousand. Where's that? Where's that statement at now? That's not going to happen. <laughs> He'd be lucky if he throws for three thousand, four. Oh yeah, right. I was going to say four, but yeah, three. Okay, go ahead with three. You know. I see a lot of RPO in their future. And Mark Andrews has taken a bit of a step back as well. Well, and it's pretty bad when when uh, when Jackson is your is your really your only weapon you got right now. Pretty much, pretty much. And when you can contain him, then you got nothing. Right. I mean, there's people on Brown's Twitter saying that we should have beaten both Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but. They just had some bad breaks during both those games as to why they lost the, they lost those games. But and that's how those teams win their games because yes. they, they capitalize on bad breaks. Correct. You know. And that's they made a fortune on that. When you let a bad team stay in a game, there's many times where that can come back to bite you in the end. The Steelers have made a fortune in the last fifty years of capitalizing on other teams' bad breaks. Oh shit! Baltimore's creeped up to eleven eight. Eleven eight. Good news to the eleven to eight. Wow. Bottom of the ninth, one out. Mm. Oh, it's you're talking baseball now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are we? Okay, so I can mute myself. No, Elliot was talking baseball. I just I just gave a score update. Just talking playoff game. From the playoffs. I know we ain't gonna talk about Toronto in the one sco- one one run they scored in two games. Nope. So stupid, dude. dude. I don't even like. It's such a like. It's like they fire that stupid management team to the to the moon. Like who pulled? They pulled Barrios like forty seven. No, it was like thirty seven pitches, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Third inning. Because your mm-hmm. analytics told you to. <laughs> You stupid math nerd. You know what, guys? I missed the baseball in the 70s and 80s. It was all feel and all. It was just, I mean, that was great. Those years were great for baseball. Pitchers weren't on pitch counts. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. They weren't using computers to to call a game. That was the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like I missed the days of no load management in the NBA. Right. 
Right. Ooh, Jordan would never take days off. He no. never took days off. None of them guys. No. None Bird, of them. Jordan, they play injured. Looks like John's got his dinner. What'd you have for dinner, John? I, I got teriyaki. So teriyaki. a whole lot of hot sauce on it. So. Oh, hot sauce. Oh, teriyaki. You got some Tums or some Pepto Bismol to, to, to relieve your, your heartburn after that? I don't get heartburn, dude. What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm Canadian, man. I'm not American, lightweight. <laughs> heartburn. Yeah. Whoa, teriyaki. So we missed you last week, John. I want to, I want to. I want to do because yeah, my life is my life is utter chaos, bro. Are you still driving, or what happened? I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, I'm. I got a new job. I'm driving with this company. It's like different company. Yeah, it's different. Co- well, long story short, that the place I worked for, I worked for three months, and I got a, about this much. They they still owe you money. They still eighty five hundred bucks, give or take. Okay. So, mm. I'm trying to fight them for it, and they're just being douche canoes. Okay. So. The you new know, company is it's is it okay or is it better? Well, somewhere? yeah, it's a local place and they they're, they're guaranteed to pay, but it's not what I want to do. It's like it's I get up at like four in the morning and drive until six at night every day, and it's just like so it's it's local. It's not over local, over. but it's super long days, and it's just like it's mm-hmm. go back and forth, back and forth, back. Like I I I sign up to be a truck driver to be on the road and drive. Right. Like you know, I want to I want to you know. So if, you if see, it's you funny, like deep places. Well, it's not only that, but like the, the job I had that didn't pay, other than the fact that it didn't pay, was exactly what I was thinking. Because I could drive in the states legally; you can drive ten hours. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty full day of yeah. driving. Yeah. You get about six hundred miles, give or take. Right? That's usually what I did. Mm-hmm. I never felt tired at the end of the day. I felt great. I would get to a truck stop, rest up, go have a shower, <laughs> eat some dinner, do a live stream. Do a blog post, watch, mm-hmm. listen to a podcast, whatever. Never felt tired. Yeah. This job is just go, 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 go. So I got to get home. I got to go to bed at like eight o'clock at night because I got to get up at like four o'clock mm-hmm. to start work mm-hmm. at four thirty or five. Then I'm driving to like five at night. So it's a twelve-hour day, thirteen-hour day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any energy when I get home. So mm-hmm. being around the kids is like, oh, okay, I love you guys. Good night. Like, what's the right. point? Like. So I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I I just I can't I can't just disappear because they do pay good and it's it's stable and it's a good company, but it's it's not what I want to do. Right. I, I want to. You, you you're going to have to hold out for what you're looking for, John. Yeah, so I got I got to do this for now there. until you get what you're looking for. Yeah. So going forward until something changes, I'll be around every Sunday night yeah. now because. How I mean I don't want to go off topic, but how is Blaine doing? Is he okay? He's done. He's 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 basically quit. So really? he, he can't, he can't, ha- he can't handle it. His, his health is too messed up. So, okay. so you're yeah. flying solo with, with CGP. Eliana, Eliana is basically Eliana. a business okay. partner and we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's survival mode, bro. There's no, okay. there's, there's nothing positive going on in my life right now at all. Okay. But you know what? Well, you know what? You got a wife and kids. So that's, that's positive. That's, and that's a really good thing being home. But I don't want to be tired when I'm here. And a Rottweiler that chases roosters. Yes, that was dude. a great moment. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, crazy, man. Nice. Like those roosters are pricks, dude. And they're mean. Like, they're, they're mean. They're roosters always are mean. Angry animals, yeah. like just, just miserable. Yes, and, and are too. Oh, why do they even exist? Wouldn't you be mad if all you had was wings? <laughs> dude, I'm like, I Come feel, on, I don't feel so bad. 
Dude, I don't feel bad eating chicken now because every time I eat chicken, what I'm doing right now, I think it's a rooster. I'm like, <laughs> fine. Wow, this sure tastes like rooster. Dude, the, hens, the hens are great. Like the females are great. They're nice. They they come up to you. They're friendly. Never yep, peck you. But the dude, the, oh, forget it, man. Roosters, roosters are very territorial. Why do you think they call them cocks? Right. Well, <laughs> fun story. Like I'm not going to get too graphic, but this is me and my wife had this aha moment yesterday. We have two roosters, which yeah. is you're not supposed to have with a small flock like we have. Right. You're supposed to have basically one rooster per ten hens. Yeah. We have two roosters for six hens. Oh my god! So when one of the roosters tries to mount the other hen, mm -hmm. the, the other rooster, the, the other rooster. rooster tries to jump on top of the other guy to stop him. Cock blocker. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where it must come that's from, food, dude. Oh that's where the the term must come from. It's that's not even. It's not even like like a derogatory rude comment. It's literally <laughs> what it's doing. It's blocking the cock. It's blocking the cock. Yeah. Blocking That's the cock. Funny. That's too fucking funny. Oh my god. Dude, every <laughs> time, every time one of them just jumps on top of the hen, the other one's like, and my wife, like, my wife has a blast because like they hate anything that's not the, the hens so every mm -hmm. time it starts going bah, 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 my wife will go bah, 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 and it's all pissed off and it like flares up it's like oh dude they're just they're just wretched creatures and they deserve to get cooked all of them fry, fry them all well, Chicken pick, look at pick the one you don't like the most and then use them for dinner dude cook them all that's why me all. and her, her dad were like yep like, cook them like don't even yeah let's no problem. Cut their head off, let them run it off, and then yeah, yeah, and then and then deep, deep, deep. Take their take their friggin' uh, what is it? God, I can't think of a Feather, remember, feather. No roosters, no chickens. Deep feather and just cook that yeah, man. for dinner. Pluck them, pluck them, and call it a day. Exactly. I hate them. Speaking of hate, <laughs> I gotta get my pill. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Ah, oh, too funny. I miss John. You should have been here last weekend. Oh. Um. I don't think I've ever it's met holiday, you. Huh? It's a holiday here tomorrow. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm. We got a holiday too. Columbus Day. What's tomorrow for you guys? Columbus Day. Columbus Day. Is it Columbus Day? I thought Columbus Day was in May or something. No, it's yeah. October. October. It's is a, it like a big it's holiday? holiday. It's a holiday that should not exist because you honoring got, Columbus for anything is a, is bad. So we the guy that came over and stole the land from the Indian. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yes. Who never who never set foot on North American soil at all? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 have a holiday for someone who never first of all never set foot on the continental USA. Number one. Number two, who was a slave master and. Uh, killed off pirate. indigenous species. Great. Indigenous celebrate in, in, yep. in, in the Caribbean and was an overall Perfect. asshole. And yes, leave it to the United States to have a holiday. Yes. What, can, what can be more American than do that? Yes. <laughs> I haven't been in your country for two weeks and I miss it already. Really? Oh, I do. I, I love driving in the States. Your, your truck stops are immaculate. Yes. yes. They are. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'll tell you something. Flying J, Flying J, John loves 
loves loves, loves, loves truck like the stops yes. are like chef's kiss. Yes. They're mm-hmm. incredibly clean. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Flying, so it's like the tier is like loves is way up top, nothing even close. Then flying J, and the TA and the Petros are underneath because they're kind of garbage. But yeah, they're yeah. still flying, flying J is owned by Jimmy Haslam, who is the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the J. <laughs> yeah, hence the J. Yep. I tell you something. If you get if you get to New Jersey, uh, New Jersey has some of the best rest stop and rest areas I've ever seen anywhere. They are magnificent. I wish we had them here. <laughs> All we have is Bucky's. So, John, I want to ask you, how did you feel about that Miami game last week? Because you never really. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. I, I, I loved it. I uh, I did relay your message that you sent to me. Yes, okay, about fuck Miami and fuck the media. Number one. Yep. <laughs> okay. Now they're I mean, now they're on top of the AFC East. So what yeah, can I, I say? mean now now you know that people were so the, the pundits were so quick to crown Miami as the class of the AFC East, right? And then they crowned Buffalo last week, and now this week Buffalo's going to be Miami horrible. Again. They're going to mm-hmm. crown Miami again. It's yeah, it's, it's utter baloney. Yeah, but Miami played the Giants. They can't crown Miami because they played the Giants. I mean, that was just. I mean. That was well, a disaster what happened for, for New York. What's Miami's teams they've played other than Buffalo this season? Denver. Yeah, yeah. 70 Denver. Burger Denver. Yeah, 70 Burger Denver. So, <laughs> you know. And, I mean, they play who? The Chargers? Really? Mm-hmm. We're not going to call that. Get, and that was a close game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't get too high. Get too low. Yeah. Like they always do. I mean, this this is Miami. He played the Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, oh, and the Giants. Patriots. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a waste. I mean, they, 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 you know, he's, he's just it's it's just their strength of schedule. I mean, and then the next week, the next week, they're playing the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're going to trash the Panthers. Then they have to go through the Eagles, Patriots, Chiefs the next three games. Well, that's two out of three. That's, games that's basically going to be the test for Miami: is if they're good, that they, they can go go against the upper echelon of the NFL, mainly the Eagles. And, well, if they the can't beat Kansas City, then they're not going to get home field advantage. Correct. Which, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that they'd fare well on the road in Kansas City. I got to hand it to Miami; they they own the top. My every, every Miami, uh, the, the, there's there's a list out there of the ten fastest players. And all of them are uh, and all of the NFL, and they're all Miami players. The fastest speeds this season. Um, I saw that. I saw yeah. that list. I'm disputing it too. Tyreek Hill hit f- 22 miles an hour today. First guy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What about this Devin A Chain kid? Oh like, my God. Where did he come yeah. from? It's A Chain, but yeah. It's A Chain and A Train, dude. Like, dude, this, he is this like guy? 10 to 12 carries, and he gets like 100, 150 yards. It's insane. Yeah. His yard, what's his yards per carry? Like 1,500 per carry or something? <laughs> like, it's stupid. It's it's ridiculous. It's like uh, I dispute this, this uh, list because DJ Metcalf is not on there, and I know damn well DJ Metcalf oh, is DJ? faster, if not faster than all of them. DJ or DK? DK. 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd have to debate that. But again, DK, he hasn't gotten into a sprint situation. I'd love to see him in one. You know, I mean, he chased down Buddha Baker that one. Yes. Yeah, he had a Buddha had a 15 yard lead on but him. Then too. Again, 
you know, you got to understand that DK Metcalf ha- has legs longer than some mm-hmm. of the You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And abs for days. And he's got yeah. thighs the size of Virginia hams. The guy that makes me laugh when he runs is Isaiah Pacheco. He looks <laughs> like he's trying to beat up the grass with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to the Patriots real quick. Oh, God. So... The Patriots lose today. Um, I like nothing to New Orleans. They got a nine. Like they got a nine. Okay. Mac Jones gets benched to the second week in a row. But he's still QB1. But he's still QB1, according to Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why Bill Belichick needs to be fired after this season. Well, the GM of New England, who is Bill Belichick, needs to tell Bill Belichick, the head coach, you're done. Go, you know. You, yeah. you got your six rings right off into the sunset and have a Thanks nice Thanks to Brady, life. you got your six rings. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know what? And to be honest, guys, the, this season is proof positive that Belichick wasn't the reason the why the Patriots were so good. The, last, was, um, three, was, um, the last three Brady. seasons have been proof positive that it was all about Correct. Tom Brady. It was okay. all about Brady and not Belichick. They went, yes. they went from Brady to Mediocreville, and now they're in the slums as far as their quality of football. Correct. Goes. And granted, Belichick's going to get in the Hall of Fame automatically because of the oh, success yeah. that he's had due to, to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But I'm but telling you know what? what, he's not the head coach he, you, we, th- we thought he was. Well, he's going to go. He's into not the, Hall the head of fame. coach he was. Period. He's right. Go hobbling into the Hall of Fame. Yes, you know uh, what, and you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. He's no Vince Lombardi, guys. He really no. is. He's no, no Alice. He's no Lombardi. He's, he's no He's no Tom Landry. No. He's no Chuck Noll. Don Shula. Don Shula. Yeah, he is Don Shula. <laughs> <laughs> he I is know. Don Shula. Don Shula. Shula is the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. Know. You know what? I agree, Ken, because he, he was only able to take the Dolphins to, to two Super Bowls, and then he, he had the best quarterback, best talented quarterback, to ever play the game in the 80s and, and early 90s, and he couldn't do anything with him. No. Dan Marino went no. to one Super Bowl. they had no defense. That's why. Yeah. Dan Marino went to one Super Bowl the whole tenure. One Marino Super Bowl. should have won multiple Super Bowls if it wasn't, it wasn't for the But how many teams have been that way over the years? That they have, like – Chargers. Chargers are coming to mind. The Chargers are coming to mind. You know, you got an awesome offense, but your defense ain't worth crap. And a lot of times that's not always on the coach. I mean, yep. he took the Colts to the to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets. Yeah. Okay, but you know, he look. He's got the record to solidify. Well, Don Shula holds the record for the most wins of any head coach in the NFL in history. Exactly. Okay, but he had Dan Marino as his quarterback for ten years. Mm-hmm. He could not win a championship. There have been plenty of guys that. We're really, really good that never made it to a Super Bowl. How about Dan Fouts? Dan Fouts is Again, a, the that's exactly what I was thinking of. You know what I'm saying? Don Coriel, Air Coriel. And he had one of the best offenses ever. But mm-hmm. they had a bad day, didn't they? Had a lousy defense. But they had a lousy defense. So, you know, a lot of times. That's some bad to, luck, too. You have to do a deep dive. In order to get to the reality of what the situation is, you can same can be said of Tony Dungy in his Tampa years. He had a Shula great might have won, but it's no mm-hmm. Hey, Shula might have won a lot of games that they had no business winning. 
They did. 1972. <laughs> yeah, and as, 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 as I said, the other side of that coin is Tony Dungy. He had a great defense, but a bad offense. You know? Bad management, too. And, and he then couldn't he get over the top. Gruden had to come in, and he brought in Brad Johnson, yeah, 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 all that stuff. But it wasn't the offense that won the Buccaneers the Super Bowl. It was that the team was team. That team was already built by Tony Dungy. Yes, mm-hmm. it was Tony Dungy's team, and Gruden was able to, to take him over. That's like top. that's like when Steve Kerr came in and took over Golden State over Correct. Mark Jackson. Yes, yeah. Mark Jackson had that team where it was Good. supposed to be. But when Steve Kerr came in, all of a sudden they gave him everything he wanted. Mark Jackson wasn't getting what he wanted. Did they? Did they give Tony Dungy a, a Super Bowl ring after that? Just out of no, no, because the ownership of the Buccaneers. I mean, the the Glazers are just assholes. I don't. Like yes, them. well, you tell me. Right, but I gotta say this, I gotta say this. And you guys are gonna bl- you're gonna blast me and you're gonna give me shit for this, but I'm gonna uh, say it. What now? Baker has pulled me back in. <laughs> Boy, you're easily are a you, tight, you're being sucked into the Baker Mayfield tornado. Huh? I am. I am falling in love with Baker you're Mayfield again, guys. I mean, yeah. after I mean the way he's playing this year, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's playing well. He's playing the best. He's playing better with the Buccaneers than he did with. with okay, I'm gonna. I'm ready I'm gonna change your name to Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, you know okay. Harvey Dent, Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> because at the same time, you can rip somebody apart. One little thing, all of a sudden you're in love. Well, you know, and it's not just not just. Now, what if Baker starts losing every single game? His GM t- calls him a dude. You are the one that almost had a conniption fit the day that Cleveland drafted him. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. 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 And he freaking sung his sung his graces for how long until finally he realized that he just wasn't for Cleveland. Yeah, Brett, Marty Schottenheimer never won a Super Bowl. You're correct. He never won an NFC championship either. Yeah, Marty Schottenheimer was another coach. He was a great coach, but he couldn't but he couldn't get his teams over the hump. And as a Browns fan, that hurt. I loved I love Marty. I still love Marty, God rest his soul. Um, and he was, he was, he was probably he's probably <laughs> the best coach the Browns ever had Browns have had in the last 40 years, uh, in the eighties and early nineties. Um and then also Sam Martigliano's also got a soft spot in my heart for the for the seventies when when Brian Sipe was was quarterback. Blind um, Collier. I mean the cardiac kids they called him Ken in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So you know why Baker? Well, referring to Blanton Collier in the sixties. But... Yes. You know why Baker Mayfield is playing so much better now? Because he's with a real football team. No, because he doesn't do progressive commercials. He's yes, playing football and not trying to be a storyteller. I, I can't help myself. Baker is dragging me back in, and I can't help myself. Oh, so that means you're going to be a Bucks fan again? I I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. He was a Bucks fan when uh, Tom Tom Brady and them won the Super Bowl. No, so no, no, no. I was not you're a Bucks fan with Tom Brady. I was not a Bucks fan with Tom Brady. I mean, is it the right shape? I was not a Bucks fan with Tom Brady. Did you not buy a championship hat? 
No. Well, I did, but I you know, <laughs> like, buy championship hats every year, no matter what team wins. Yeah, and I still have it. Right. You bought one too. I bought Giants hats when they won. Right, but you bought Buccaneers hats when point? they won. What is your one? Point? I bought a uh, Tampa Bay T-shirt when they won the first Super Bowl. When well. You- I want also won $220 in Vegas for that. Too. I, I think I've said this story before, but do you know the only other NFL team's hat I have purchased in my lifetime? I think Scott remembers this. It'll be the team you would least think. Well, the team I would least think is the Patriots. But... Yes, that's actually really? it. Yes. Why did you because buy here's the story. I was with Larry. Remember Larry? Yes. We were, we, I had, I brought my kid to Boston. We were, and Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, the the Patriots were having their open practice before. So we went to the practice, and that's where I took that picture of me peeing on their logo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was hot. Like, dude, another level of hot. The sun, they have you out. I don't have a hat. So I'm I, I'm like I gotta buy a about hat. Your ass head getting sunburned. What did you buy? Right. Well, this is this is the fun story. I told Larry, I said, dude, I'm gonna buy this hat, and the only reason I'm buying this, and you'll see what happens when I get home. So I bought the hat. I'm wearing it, and I get home, and then on a live stream the next week, I cut it up, and put it on, and made a fire out of it. <laughs> so it's the only time I've ever purchased another hat from any other franchise, and it's actually the Patriots. But it was did great. You, did you slant sandblast your cranium at the same time? Yeah, I was. It, I got. I like. I had to disinfect it and stuff. Right? Really? But, yes, like, you are correct. Here is the Buccaneers championship hat. See, I can't I do that. I like. I can't do it. Okay. I'm like just bills only, dude. Like yeah, that's you are correct. I did buy it. Okay. Well, and I think I think the the whole thing, Scott, is that. You know, like I said, when I first met you and up until a certain time, you always said because you live near Tampa that you supported the Tampa Bay. Well, I loved, you know, what what did it for me was I I loved the Tony Dungy Buccaneers. I fell in love with them in the early 2000s, in in late 90s, early 2000s. I I just fell in love with that team because of Derek Books, Rondé Barber, Warren Sapp, uh, Simeon Rice. Mike Allstott. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those guys were, I mean, they just were so impressive to me. That's why I fell in love with that team. Don't forget John Lynch. Well, John Lynch. Yeah. He's the hardest, <laughs> hardest hitting safety since Ronnie Lott. Yes. Um, well, wasn't it that guy from Arizona? The one that they, Cecil, Chuck Cecil? Chucky Cecil. Chucky Cecil, yep. Yeah. He was dirty, though. I used to watch him play with, with for the Wildcats when I lived in Arizona. So early 2000s, I mean, and that's why, Ken, you know, my nickname in the MSN chat was Brown Buck. Right. Okay. <laughs> because I was a Buccaneers fan and a mm-hmm. Brown fan. I remember. Um, even though the Browns were number one, I still, when I rooted for the Buccaneers. Um, and I fell in love with Tony Dungy's team because of how good that defense was. So and I and going into the 2002 season, um, when after they fired Dungy, I still felt I still was in love with him, and I was hoping Gruden get him on the top, and he did. But it was Tony Dungy's defense that won that Super Bowl. It was not John Gruden. Well, it was uh, Rich Gannon throwing five touchdowns or only three to the other team. Right. 
Well, it doesn't hurt to hurt the fact that, you know, the head coach of the Raiders didn't change the game plans nor the play call no. uh, signs on offense. So the Bucks knew exactly what was going to happen because John Gruden told him what was going to happen when a certain exactly. play call was coming in. He had an advantage. Right. Um, hey, let me ask you something, Scott. Yeah. Let's play devil's advocate for a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. If Tony Dungy is not fired, do they still win the 2002 Super Bowl? You know, Ken, I've asked myself that question. Um, Tony Dungy had a problem with Philadelphia. He had a problem beating the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles knocked them out of the playoffs more times than I can count, mm-hmm. leading up to Dungy's firing. The Eagles were always going to be the problem. Was always going to be the Achilles' heel of Tony Dungy. Um, so no, I don't. I just believe that again. I'll bring up the Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr, well, and also they all that when they, when Gruden came in, they gave him the necessary pieces mm-hmm. to put them over the top. Yeah. Gruden was an offensive-minded coach. Tony Dungy was a defensive-minded coach who had did. Mike Shula as his offensive coordinator. For God's Damn. sake, okay. Dungy right. was always defense. The, the Dungy, in my opinion. Was not was so. Who was the offensive coordinator when Chucky came in? When Gruden came in? I don't remember. I don't remember who they. Well, obviously, they got rid of Shula. Right. I don't know. I don't remember who the. And they brought somebody else in. Just a lot of them. It didn't matter who the OC was. I'm saying they made a lot of of himself. They made a lot of concessions for Gruden, just like Golden State made a lot of concessions for Steve Kerr. Right. Correct. Okay, and many Dungy going to Indianapolis to have to, <clears throat> to allow the offensive quarter to do his thing, and Tony Dungy was not even involved in the offense in Indianapolis. He was involved in the defense. Okay, that's why he was able to win in Indy with Peyton Manning because he let. Cases, huh? I said in both cases the the race card issue came up. You know, you get rid of a black coach, bring in a white one, you give him everything he wants, he wins. And unfortunately, there's a little bit of truth to that. Whether anybody wants to admit or not. Because, I mean, you see the disparity in coaching. Well, right now, there's more black coaches in the NFL than there have been in a long time. You know, and you got coaches showing up, African Americans being involved in coaching and stuff like that. But where's the black owners at? There aren't any. And they ain't gonna let any in either. That's a fraternity, the NFL owners. Yep. And 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 their lackey is Roger Goodell. That's why they won't get rid of him, because he does everything that they say. Yep. He works for them. Tom Moore was the was the guy in Indianapolis. He was, yeah. he was the he was the reason why Indy was able to win Super Bowl because he and Peyton were always on the same page. Mm-hmm. And Tom Moore created an offensive scheme that allowed Peyton Manning to be as good as he was. And um, Tony Dungy trusted him. Correct. Tom and, and Tony tr- trusted him. He said, "Okay, Tom, you work the offense. I won't even touch it. Mm-hmm. You take care of that, and I'll take care of getting the defense in in order." He, he and didn't have that. He brought in Booger McFarland from from Tampa, okay, and that defense is what 
allowed Indy to get into the Super Bowl throughout the playoffs. That defense really stepped up in the playoffs the year Indy won the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy in Tampa would not have worked out because Tony Dungy had his hands in everything. And because he went, he had his hands in the offense, that's why they weren't successful. Okay. Because he didn't have confidence in his plus, offense. Plus the quarterbacks that Dungy went through in, in Tampa, Trent Dilfer. Um, hey, wait a minute. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because of a Baltimore defense. Because the Baltimore defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So why couldn't he win? Again, I think it has a lot to do with the staff that was supporting him. He might not have trusted them the way he trusted Tom Moore and, and the staff in Indianapolis. You know? Plus, he had Peyton Manning. <laughs> what did Dungy have? I mean, look, look, let me, hang on one second. Hang on, let me take a look at this real quick. All right, we're going in the from the 1997 from the 1997 year was which which was when uh, Tony took over. He had Trent Dilfer through '99, Sean King, and Brad Johnson. But Brad Johnson was was the one that got him in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he had Trent Dilfer for most of his freaking career. Okay. Okay. Mike Shula, Don Shula's boy, was the was the coordinator for the Buccaneers during that time. And he was so conservative, would not take chances, would not get aggressive. It was just terrible. He was just like his dad. Correct. Correct. So, Dungy suffered from an offensive coordinator that was too conservative that would allow Tampa Bay to open up the offense and get into the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson came in. um, I mean, it was – it was, it was let's let's go back three years to 1999. That's more than three years. 1999 to 2002. Three years prior to Super Bowl, yeah. 99. They play the St. Louis Rams in the NFC Championship game. 11 to 9 or 11 to 6. 11 to 6. Yes, 11 to 6. The team, the team that they called, uh, what was it? Uh, what they called Greatest the show on turf. Greatest show on turf. Held them to eleven points. So, he, I, well, that was kind of like when the Rams played the Patriots a few years back. You know, yeah. with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Gurley, and and mm-hmm. all the that they had, and they were supposed to be this high-powered offense, and New England shut them down, thirteen to three. Yeah, yeah. And you can't well, blame it on their defense; or, they held mm-hmm. it. The Patriots and Brady to 13 points. I would like to have seen what Tampa Bay would have done against Tennessee in that Super Bowl. Because I think there's a real possibility they could have beaten Tennessee. St. Louis did. Tennessee. By one yard, they beat them. Yeah. By one less than a yard. Yeah, I specifically remember the last year Dungy was in Tampa. They went to they went to Philadelphia. I don't know if it was a divisional game or the NFC Championship. I want to think it was the NFC. No, maybe it was the NFC Championship. And regardless of that, I remember the the picture of what's his name? Who was the GM? He's now with Atlanta. Um, mm. Oh, McKay. Oh yeah, McKay, who was the GM. Uh, sitting on the bench on the sidelines after that game, just beside himself, because he knew 
that Dungy was gone because they couldn't beat Philadelphia. Just the utter disappointment in his face and the way it was going, he knew that the Glazers were going to tell him, we need to get rid of Dungy. Let's bring somebody else in here. Yes, Brett, that was Kurt Warner's Rams. Yes, that was Kurt Warner's Rams. Wasn't, the first year, wasn't that the year of the Music City Miracle when Tennessee went to that Super Bowl? No, come on, man. That was come long, on, man. No. That was long, no, don't bring it up. Come on. Come on, man. No, I've got a rough day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to open all wounds. I was just oh. wondering if that was the same And thing. Brett Murphy is correct. Monty Kiffin was the general and was the designer of that Tampa yes. defense that was so – Dominant in the early Lane, Lane Kiffin's Lane. old man. Yeah, yes. Lane Kiffin's old man. Yes. Another son that didn't live up to dad. Yes, That's correct. Correct. Right. Right. Real quick, guys, we got about five minutes left. What is your takeaway from this week? What are, you, what, are, what are your observations from this week? Ken, what do you got? This week, um, first off, uh, rest in peace, Dick Butkus. Yes, big time. Um, Big time, uh, best linebacker I've ever seen, ever played the NFL. There's never been anybody quite like him before, and hasn't top been one ten since. player in the NFL all time. Top ten, mm-hmm. definitely. It doesn't feel like um, your commercials too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, decent, decent actor. Um, he's been he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was, he was in, in one. He was in a show, but my two dads or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I respected the hell out of Dick Buckus, uh, didn't always agree with some of his tactics, but, uh, well, he was uh, a mean son of a bitch on the football. He field. was, he was, well, Horning said he was the meanest son of a bitch I've ever seen play pro yeah. football. Everybody in the old NFL played like they had chips on their shoulders. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those, <laughs> those chips have been, uh, been removed. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I have to believe that the Bears uh, kind of uh, played in in his uh, honor. They fed off. Game. They fed off that news, yeah. Because, yeah, yes, they um, did. They the, the player said they didn't find out about yeah, it until right. it was broadcast on the jumbotron in that stadium in, in right. FedEx Field. Um, they didn't know until the, just before the game. So they played that game in honor of Dick Butkus, and they and they they really they really just did a great job of that game on on, on Thursday night. I, I fully expect to see a 51 on their jerseys. Yes, yeah, I would think so, yes. Oh, absolutely. What are your takeaways, Elliot? From this week? Yeah. We, there's still no clear-cut favorites no matter where you look. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the whole freaking league is up for grabs. It really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of teams are an injury away from not being contenders. Correct. Yep, or three injuries away. Right, as John would say. <laughs> I mean – Again, I I just don't. I mean, I see clear. I see kind of clear cut stuff. Like I said, we said before, Detroit winning the NFC North. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they're head and you know head and shoulders above the rest of the teams in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, the the AFC North is in the same predicament, you know. And now you got. Remember, we all thought the Colts were going to finish last, and they're three and two. Yeah, but they lost Richardson today to a to a. They did, but but Minshew was like a strained, a strained you know, shoulder ligament. Yeah, Minshew's like this this era's uh, Nick Foles. Gardner mm. Minshew Minshew played really well in, in relief today. That's what I'm saying. Isn't yeah. this isn't this Richardson's third injury already? No, yeah. second. Second. Oh, okay. Concussion and then the shoulder. Okay. But that's you know those are the chances you take when you're a running quarterback. Yeah. 
They're Good. saying it's a strained ACL joint, is what I mean, yeah. ACL, but, yeah. but shoulder, you know, shoulder. Yeah. Joint, mean, you know. Again, everything's up for grabs. Um, and I think uh, some stories are going to unfold tonight with this game between Dallas and San Francisco. Yeah, strained AC mm-hmm. joints. Sorry. You know, some, clarity yeah. is gonna, some clarity is going to appear as far I as. I need CMC to go off. <laughs> well, he just got a, a, a face mask penalty called against Dallas. So. Yeah. Um, John, what what do you mean? I know you guys lost today, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, what do you what are your what are your takeaways from from week five? Uh, no more London games for the love of everything that's good in the world. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired of them. Another one next week. There's one yeah, next week. Tennessee yeah, and Baltimore Tennessee next week in London. London. Yeah. Dude, I hate them. I think it's stupid, but whatever. I mean, dude, dude big shout out to Bills Mafia. I don't know if you guys saw that game. Yes, oh, yeah. That yeah. was so, basically a that was a home game. Yeah, that Bills Mafia yeah. was out in force today in London. And it, and like there. people, I was uh, my buddies that I talked to with Fantasy Football League. They're all like, "Oh man, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm surprised there was that many fans, you know, in England that are Buffalo fans." I'm like, "No, dude. that's from that's from the states." Like if you yeah. followed Bill's Twitter, right? Everyone went over there. Newsflash: Buffalo fans travel well. They Very do. well. Yeah. And no one circles the wagons like the Bills fans. Yeah, does. big shout out to Chris Berman, man. We need a Chris Berman Super Bowl, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco Buffalo would be a yeah. real nice way. Yeah. You, I think, I think Chris the, Berman could die in peace at that point. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> see the amount of Giants fans are at the Miami game today? No, oh, it was about sixty-four. They they, they no migrate Miami from New York fans. and New Jersey. Yeah. Down to, yeah. Down to Miami. Just <laughs> no, Miami fans are just coming out of the woodwork now because they got a good team. They, they, mm-hmm. they, there's no, there's a few diehards, but the it's Buccaneers not like fans are the same yeah. way, dude. They yeah. Fans, fans, yeah. fans in Florida, fans are not really loyal to any team. Oh, look, at, look at what happened with Tampa and their baseball. 19,000 and 20,000. They actually had the lowest attendance at a playoff game in over 100 years. Buddy of mine was at, in Tampa for the uh, for those two days, and he said they were selling tickets for $20 a piece, and nobody was taking them. Mike Greenberg was like, uh, and now we'll go check out Tampa where only friends and family were allowed to attend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the Rays have been like that for years, guys, because oh, – absolutely. I mean, look, football is the thing in Tampa. Football, football, yeah. and hockey. football, and hockey, and hockey yeah. now. Before it was just football. Yeah, the Lightning draw, and they sell that arena out every night for twenty thousand with twenty thousand fans. Okay, the Buccaneers will 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 sell out, provided they're playing good. Yeah, the Rays never get anybody because. Well, I think part of the problem is is that the stadium sucks. Well, it's it's not just the trough. It smells. It's the fact that Tampa is full of Boston, New York, Philadelphia, those type of fans that don't like. You know that I, I they're not race did. fans. They're I Yankees believe, fans. They're Red Sox fans. They're Philadelphia Philly fans because that's where spring training takes place. That's where the you know because because you get the Blue Jays, Phillies, and Yankees with their spring training in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Oh, George Kittle, you son of a bitch. Dude, that was great. How open was he? Dude, Ken, what's up with the Cowboys defense, dude? Like, what was that? Oh, my gosh, how open was he? He was wide open. Oh. 
Brock Purdy hasn't lost the game yet as a starter. I firmly believe that the New York City (laughs) subways are more hygienic than uh, Tropicana Field. I I, I'm tend to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) That that was me ranting. (laughs) Damn, dude. That was a freaking touchdown. Brock Purdy, man. You think they, they, they got to change that Mr. Irrelevant tag now I forever why? because of this why? kid. Why? It's great. Because this kid is something else, guys. Yeah, man. He really is. The yeah, relevancy of Mr. Irrelevant is it's a story to sell. You know what I'm saying? A flag like, true, flag for. Dude's yeah. undefeated in the regular season. What they say the other day, uh, Dak Prescott won two, two playoff games and Eight years and Brock Purdy won it in five games or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's a penalty against the Cowboys and it's still touchdown counts. And the salaries? I mean, Daniel Jones gets paid 160 million, well, guys, million a year and he only gets like 780,000 or something like that. Crazy. Jonathan Taylor got paid, guys. You see that contract? Yes. Yeah. Mm, good for him. He needs to hope that Zach Moss ain't stealing his job. Though. Zach Moss yeah, had a big too. Zach Moss was great today, but. <laughs> Taylor got his got his got his money, and I'm happy for for him. No, so if he just hurt. Yeah, so much so much for the animosity between Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts, right? Whatever happened to the guy that they traded for Moss, John? Remember? Uh, oh, Naheem Hines. Naheem he, got, Hines. He, he hurt himself in the offseason on a jet boat. He got hit. Some dude yep. ran into his jet ski. Yep. Uh, like, yeah, he's done. Running back, dude. Like you know, boss. I'm telling you, man. But that's what happens sometimes when you get you get guys that have the potential, but it takes a change of scenery to make them. Yeah, absolutely. I was never anti Zach Moss. I just, I you know, it was... I mean, look at some of these guys that pitched like uh, Jordan Montgomery, Valdi for Texas. They used to play for the Yankees, but they didn't pitch that well for the Yankees. Why? Because it's a whole different scenario playing under the New York media than it is the Texas media. You know what I'm saying? Or, or other medias. The mm. pressure involved is, is immense. Just as I'm sure the pressure to play in Buffalo is immense. And when you got a group called the Mafia, that, that can be pretty intimidating. <laughs> well, they're, they're just a little crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Bill's Mafia is intimidating. It's more sometimes it changes scenery. And one thing that uh, I was a lot of fantasy people on these sites and whatnot. Oh, now that Cooper comes back, you might as well just get rid of Puka Nakua because mm-hmm. he's going to diminish. Puka Nakua outscored him in fantasy today. Uh, Scott, you have an animal crawling on your shoulder, it looks like. Is, is that my boy Groot? No, he's, no. Going into, you know, he's, he's climbing into the window. Weird. Uh, no, I see him hanging from the wall over there. there. I made a friend while I went to cut Scott's hair the other day. Yes, I mean, John, you weren't here last week. <laughs> Groot actually adopted Elliot while he was here. Wow. Great. I think he wanted a haircut, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't think of his name. Oh, let's see where this goes. It's going up there. back. John, shout out to you, DeMar Hamlin, back on the field for the Bills last weekend. He was inactive today, but he was back on the field last week mm-hmm. with the Bills. To a standing ovation. I'm yeah, sure that emotion. 
I'm sure that that emotion probably had a lot to do with their performance that day too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I mean, the dude almost died on national TV. Well, no, he, he did. He died, he died on national on the TV, field, and then he died again in the hospital. Right. But they so, brought him back. I mean, just amazing stuff. All right, guys, it's eight thirty-four. Uh, Johnny can only handle an hour on his upload, so we're going to call it a night. Um, thanks for everybody that showed up. It was a great show. Um, week six next week. Uh, Browns Niners. Yeah, go Browns. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> on behalf of my co-host, Mr. Ken Caslo, Elliot Biggie Lama, and Mr. John G. Olson. I am the sports nerd. We're a sports nerd. And we are out. We'll be back here next week at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and on that boat, Elliot, play the outro, please. Well, there you have it, Nerd Nation. Another Sunday episode of the Sports Nerd Show in the books. And we are still alive to tell about it. Now, on behalf of our host, the Sports Nerd Right, and his co-host, John Olson, Ken Costco, our lovable member of the Pack, and yes, me, Big E. The entire pack would once again like to thank you all for participating with us in the best 90 minutes of Sports Mac Talk on the web today. So until next Sunday night, dear nation, we would like to leave you with a quick PSA. Please stay safe. Please practice social distancing. And for heaven's sake, please wear a damn mask. You all just got hit with a pack rant from the rant pack. And with that, fellas, we are out.